You know, one of the greatest uh, benefits of marriage is raising kids together. It gives you a kind of a common core, something to work together on. But like anything meaningful in life, um, raising children is really hard and not without its challenges. Uh, we have been fortunate. We have got six kids ourselves, Dina and I do, and um, I love them. I love my children so much, but they have really caused a lot of interruptions, a lot of stress and strain and disconnection in our marital relationship. And you might be in a season today where the demands of raising children are coming at you nonstop, and you're thinking, how do we do this? I'm glad you've tuned in. I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. I'm John Fuller, joined by Greg and Aaron Smalley, and uh, they're in charge of our Focus on the Family Marriage Department. And uh, recently, Jim Daly and I had a studio session with Greg and Aaron about the importance of connecting with your mate. And I think you're going to get some good perspective from the Smalleys about how to do that with children in the home. Why is it so easy for married couples to drift apart and start to feel like roommates? I think we put so much effort and energy into courting, dating, winning her putting that ring on her finger, what we notice is that oftentimes when we accomplish that, then our our focus changes to all these other things. So uh, figuring out job-wise, career-wise, having kids, staying involved with friends and family, all these things cry for our attention. And there begins then a, a slow fade. Yeah. You know, we, we date and everything to get married it happens fast, but then over time it's just this slow fade that we don't notice. Aaron, let me ask you this on behalf of moms. And, you know, I see this in Jean, um, especially when the boys were young. There's this uh, zeal, and, you know, it can be either a mom or a dad, but I think it generally fits with mom, where the justification that I this is the time I really need to be pouring into the kids, you know, I, do, mm-hmm, I just don't have enough mm-hmm. time for you. You can really rationalize that on a good basis. You know, the kids are two, three, and five. Right. Very mm-hmm. demanding. Very demanding, and I've got to be there for them, honey, and I'm sorry I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to be there that often for you. Whatever that means, emotional connection, yeah, talking. Yeah, you're a big boy. You can take care of you. So I just, I want to play that out a little bit because I think that's one of the core, especially in that season of life, mm-hmm. a, a mom particularly can really justify, I'm going to be ignoring you for a while, so we'll check back in later. Yeah, it just, that just won't work. And I think our culture just feeds that. You know, these kids, they are important. They're a blessing, but they are not the center of the world. The marriage, the stronger the marriage is, the better it is for those kids. And so the greatest thing that mom can do, and again, it's like we talked about yesterday, it's not that we have to spend 24-7 focusing on our husband. Although I wouldn't mind, I'm just saying. It's okay. You would have plenty of needs that I could address. But it's looking at that there's certain things that we can be doing to continue to build the connection between between Greg and I, between your spouse and you, it's important because that is the healthiest thing you can do for your kids. Well, and so often in this culture and in this modern time, there's so much fear that Mm -hmm. if mom again feels like she's dropped the ball somewhere, that somehow kids will be permanently damaged. Kids are resilient. They're going to get through a little loneliness. They'll get through a little neglect. I mean, I'm talking the normal stuff, you know, make sure they're fed and they sleep. (laughs) But I'm just saying they don't need you all the time. Yeah, but the, and honestly, when they see their little IC mom and dad connecting, it breeds security and yeah. safety in their hearts. Think of that. And that's something powerful. You know, one of the things that, that I heard one time from some marriage speaker, and I've never forgotten it, and we say this to our kids all the time, that mom and dad, our marriage is the sun. You are the planets. You revolve 
around our marriage. It will never be you as the son. We are not revolving around you. Understand that we want to keep this strong. That's in your best interest. When we kiss and they go, ew, I always look at them and go, you should be thanking me for kissing your mom right now because you win when when we are well connected. See, and I would take that conversation when one of my boys did something wrong. I'd say, you're not Mercury right now. You're not close to the sun. You're <laughs> acting <right>. like Pluto. <laughs> well, Greg, I loved your analogy of how marriage is kind of like the sun and your kids are the planets. It sometimes seems like the kids are colliding with the sun uh, or are going to get burnt up by the sun. You're getting any closer. So uh, I'd love to hear from both of you about how parenting is a process of letting go, especially as the kids get older. I mean, how do you keep that perspective that this is a season that's not forever? Yeah. One of my favorite quotes that I heard about parenting as a couple is that uh, we've seen the enemy of marriage and they're small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like that. Yeah. Same with you. I mean, we, Aaron and I have four kids. We love our children. It's been amazing uh, being parents. Mm-hmm. We've, we've launched two daughters who are now nurses. Uh, our son's in college. We have a 14-year-old still living at home. And I think um, one of the most important things to remember as a parent is that our job, our responsibility is to teach our kids how to become an adult. So the, the the question we always get is, okay, so how do you define an adult? And this is where we we see this perhaps a little differently. This is not age related. Oh, so are 18. you saying we, you two, or us? But but also, I mean, this is a position we take at Focus yeah. as well. But we really, when we think about the definition of an adult, here's how we'd say that: an adult is someone who is fully capable of and responsible for their well-being, spiritually, mentally, uh, emotionally, financially, all of it. Just an adult is someone who has taken on that role, that responsibility and is doing that job. And we've had this discussion and it's been a lively discussion with our son, especially. So he's 20. (laughs) So he will say, Hey, you know, as an adult, I should be allowed to, and we're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. In many ways, you are functioning as an adult, but the truth is, Garrison, that you're still very dependent upon us financially. You're very dependent on us for some other things. And until you fully accept that job and are doing that job of being completely responsible for you, you're you're not technically an adult. It just drives him crazy. Well, the government says yeah, this. Yeah, and yeah. That well, I can vote. Yeah. I can go I can to go war. To war. I can. Like, yeah. No, that that's not what an adult is. Because you can fight or you can drink or drive. It's not together. Any one of those things. That that's not what that's not the full definition. Yeah. And yeah. so it's you know coming back around to the definition that we are both modeling it as well as teaching our kids how to do that mm-hmm. job. Yeah. And it's so funny, as you were talking, Greg, just in our culture, I don't know how often we really take time to reflect on what is an adult. And it's so important that as a parent, I am modeling and thinking through people that come into my office, my clients that come into my office, often are burned out, worn out, exhausted from often taking care of children. And yet that's what they're modeling for those kids that, you know, it's all about me pouring myself out until I'm empty to take care of you versus taking great care of myself. So I have a lot to give you. Well, and this, this came up in the clip that we heard, uh, in the conversation with Jim and you were talking about 
how I have to be really connected to my spouse for me to be a decent, good parent. I can't do this if it's all out of alignment with my spouse. And I hear that and I've experienced that. It's so easy to, because we go through seasons where our kids, you know, have stuff that they need help with, that there's needy seasons. Mm -hmm. And how do we fight for that connection? Because the best thing for my child during a needy or a, a high stress season is the best thing for them is for me to be connected and unified mm-hmm. with their other parent. Yeah. And so it's important that we are striving for that unity as well as being really well cared for. So we have lots to give. So in, in essence, all we're saying is that there's two important roles as parents that we're constantly um, giving our kids as they're growing older opportunities to care for themselves. We're modeling what that looks like to be well cared for mm-hmm. as an adult, yeah. because it's someday they've got to take that mantle and that's their job to do. And so we need to teach them to do it. But then we also need to be teaching them the importance that mom and dad need our time together and that that's healthy and that's actually in your best interest. So yeah. I think if, as we're modeling both of those things, man, that that's a big part of being great parents and having a strong marriage. Well, and that modeling continues even when the kids are 20, 25 years old. Keep them uh, involved in your life to a, uh, an appropriate degree and let them see mom and I are taking time for ourselves or husband and I are making sure that we do this. So it might be that you're in a season where connecting with each other is difficult. We we understand. We have been there. We are there in some respects almost every day, it seems. I really do recommend the book that Greg and Aaron wrote called Reconnected, and we're making that available to you. I'm glad because this would be really awkward (laughs) if you were like, "Eh, yeah, it's it's okay. I've seen better. We've got a book that we found that's really pretty good by somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Donate to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us encourage couples uh, throughout the the seasons of marriage. Uh, Make a donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, and we'll send that book by the Smallies. It's a great book, the best book. It's called Reconnected. Uh, You'll find a link to donate and get the book in the show notes. And if you haven't taken it yet, we, we beat this drum incessantly. We have a free marriage assessment. It is so helpful. It takes just a few minutes. It'll help you to understand how you are together. Um, maybe some areas of growth. In fact, I should probably go home and take it again with Dina. We're getting away for a few days, and mm. it might be a good talking point for us to just work it all through. So uh, look for the link for that free marriage assessment in the episode notes as well. Well, we'll have Greg and Aaron on in a couple of different ways next time, as we did today. For now, on behalf of them and uh, the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Thank you.